Shalom Aleichem everyone. Today, Yud Tes Iyar is the yard site of the Maram Mirutenberg, Rabbeinu Meir Ben Baruch, who has a fascinating story. The Maram Mirutenberg was Nifter in the year 1293. So this is the 727th yard site of the Maram Rutenberg. The Maram Rutenberg was a Talmud. He was from the Rishonim. He was the Talmud of the famous Baal HaToysvis who was named Rabbeinu Yechiel Paris, Rabbeinu Yechiel of Paris, who was one of the Talmidei Chachamim who defended Shas, the Talmud, in the time of the wicked king Louis the Ninth, and he, even though he defended the Talmud, however, that was when it was given from the Notre Dame Church in Paris to burn all those Sfarim, wagon loads of Sfarim, on Erev Shabbos Parshas Chukas Zois Chukas Hatayra. Terrible tragedy for Kla Yisrael. It was a day that's brought down to fast on that day. This is before the printing press. This is a time when everything was handwritten and 24 wagon loads of Sfarim were burnt. Taira in France was forgotten at that point. There was no Sfarim left. The Marama Rutenberg, Rabbeinu Meir, was an eyewitness to this public burning of 24 wagon loads of Sfarim of Shas. And he wrote a kina that we recite on Tishabov Shali Srufavaish, talking about the Torah being burnt. He then returned to Germany, where he was originally from. He was born in Worms, and he ended up in Rutenberg, and had a yeshiva there. And he was the Rebbe of the Rosh. He was the Rebbe of the Rosh, whose psakim we Bnei Ashkenaz follow, and. At that time, there was times of great persecution for the Jews of Germany. And in the year 1286, the Maram decided to take his family and set out for Eretz Yisrael. And on their way, they passed through Lombardy, Italy. And he was recognized by a Meshumad, a guy, I'm sorry, a Jew, who had converted to Christianity, who had been accompanying the Archbishop of Mainz. And he had him arrested and taken back to Germany. And King Rudolf, the king of Germany, imprisoned him in the fortress of Ensisheim. And he held him for ransom and he knew the Jews would give the ransom. 20,000 marks had been raised, actually, for the Maram's freedom. But the Maram, Mirutamur, gave out a psak that nobody's allowed to pay the ransom. Because he said if that would happen, then the Goyim would start arresting and holding for ransom all of the Talmud Chachamim in Germany. And he remained in prison there. And he re- remained in prison for seven years in that fortress in Ensesheim until he died and was Nifter in 1293. He wrote Chuvas from there. He wrote Pirushim from there. He signed his Chuvas from, from there saying in one place this was written in the Mivsar of Ensesheim. Um, and all different types of Ramazim at different times that he wrote 
um, that he was in this, he was imprisoned. And he was nifter in 1293, and they still refused to let his body be surrendered because they wanted the money. And it lay there for seven more years until the year 1300. And the year 1300, there was a Yid by the name of Alexander Suskind, who was very wealthy, and he bribed the guards, and he got he paid some type of ransom, whether it was the full ransom or not. He had enough of the Maram Rutenberg's body laying there by Vizayin, even though the Maram himself had given a psak not to ransom him, and he was able to ransom the body, bring him to Kuras Yisrael in the cemetery in Worms, which is called, the cemetery has a name, the Heilikisand, the Holy Sand. I was Eichet to be there, I was Eichet to be there um, last year, just around this time, a year ago, at the Marama Rutenberg's Kever. Now, this Rebbe Alexander asked for one thing, and here's where details of the story get a little sketchy, and the story goes that he asked one thing, he gave away so much money, perhaps even risked his life to get the Maram's body out. He just wants to be buried next to the Maram. So I saw in some sources they write that a year later, he was nifter and buried next to the Maram Rotenberg. And Taka, that's how it is nowadays, both Matsevas are right next to each other. They still exist from seven, over 700 years ago. The Maram Rotenberg on the left, Alexander Zuskind on the right. However, if you look at the at the Matseva, the Matseva, the Maram Rutenberg, says his story that Rabbeinu Meir ben Ravaruch was captured um, in the year of 5046. And then he was Nifter seven years later on Yudtes Iyar 5053, which is the year 1293. And he wasn't Nitan Lekvura until Dalit Adar in the year of Shishim Lelef Hashishi 5060, which is the year 1300. If you look closely at Rabbi Alexander's Matseva, it says that he was Nifter on Yom Kippur, and it looks to me, I looked closely, that it says in the year 5068, which is eight years later after the Maram was, was buried. So it wasn't a year later. What makes it a little bit more interesting is that the Chida, and I've heard this read numerous times, Mayri and it's in his Sefer Lev Shloimai on Rosh Hashanah, Yoni Rosh Hashanah, and that Sefer is actually a picture of the Kfarim as well. And he brings the Chida, and the Chida in Shem HaGedailim brings that um, the story, he brings the story of this whole story, um, he brings it B'Shem the Marshal, and then he says that I saw in another Sefer called Seder Hadiris from a letter of Rabbeinu Yehuda ben Harash that he writes this story, but he writes a little different. He writes that after this Rabbi Alexander put, risked his life to, to uh, redeem and bury the Maram Rittenberg, 
the Maram Rutenberg came to him in a dream that night and told him that he wants to give him schar, he wants to reward him for what he did for him, bringing him to Kvura. And he gives him two choices. Either he could be Zaycha to wealth, him and his children at Saif Kol Hadairis, or he could be Zaycha to be in Eilam Haba together with the Maram Rutenberg. However, if he chooses to be with the Maram Rutenberg in Eilam Haba, he has to die immediately. And he chose the Eilam Haba, and the next morning he didn't wake up. And people wondered what was going on. And he came in a dream to his friend, and he said, told him the story, and he told him, I'm right now together with the Maram Rutenberg. According to that, it means he died immediately after he brought the Maram Rutenberg Lekfura, which number one was on Dalit Adar in the year 1300. The Matseva seems to say that he was Nifta and Yom Kippur in 1308. But that's what the Chidah brings. So Abrevda always used to ask, always used to ask, what was this choice that the Marama Rutenberg gave? What was the choice that he gave him? Either Ashiris at Saif Kaladiris or Elam Haba, but he has to die immediately. And Abrevda says, you don't earn Elam Haba just because with a free gift. You have to show that you're a Ben Eilam Haba. A person has to prove who he is. Just because a person learns Tyra and does mitzvahs and does chesed, it doesn't prove who the essence of the person is. You have to show how important and how chashev it is to you. And could you imagine what it means to be an Eilam Haba with the Maram Rutenberg, with the Rishainim, to be together with the great Rishainim, in, in, um, in Eilam Haba, you, you can't just come there. The Maram Rutenberg can't just bring you there. You have to prove you belong there. And the way he proved was he was given another choice. F- to be fabulously wealthy. Not just him, his children at Saif Kal Hadairis. If he was willing to give that up, to be together with the Maram Rutenberg, that shows that he's a Ben Eilam Haba, that is a Chashivas for Eilam Haba, and he may actually deserve the schar of being with the Maram Rutenberg in Eilam Haba. And Reb Rev used to say, a person has to realize that just because you learn Taira and do mitzvahs, doesn't mean you're a Ben Eilam Haba. You only become a Ben Eilam Haba when you show how important it is to you. What are you willing to do for it? What are you willing to give up for it? Prove you're a Ben Eilam Haba. Prove you deserve it. Prove who you are. When push comes to shove, when you have to give up something, or you have to do something extra special, are you willing to do it for the Rabbi Shalom, for his Taira, for his mitzvahs? That separates the men from the boys. A person has to come one day to a conscious decision. On which side of the border am I? On which side of the line am I? Of course I learn Torah. Of course I do mitzvahs. But do I realize that this is my essence? Do I demonstrate it's my essence? Do I act as if it's my essence? When a person acts that way, chooses to act that way, then he shows he's a ben oilam He shows that this is really the chayim of Klai Yisrael. This is my chayim. This is my life. But if push comes to shove, the person consciously makes a decision, something else is more important. Then he's not in that category anymore.
And that's why the Maram gave Rabbi Alexander a choice. You want to be in Eilam Abba together with me and the Rishayinim? You got to prove you belong there. I'm going to give you something on the other side to choose from that is so fabulous. But if you're able to give that up to be with me, that shows that that's your true essence. And whether... The Chidah writes that it happened, and he's bringing B'Shem Rabbi Yehuda ben Arash that this is the story. I don't know how to be Miyashavit with the Matseva, but the, whether the details of that part are actually what happened or not. But the lesson of what the story is teaching us, the lesson of Rabbi Rebdus Pshat in this story, is something for every one of us to think about as we come towards Matan Taira. We come to accept the Taira. Accepting the Taira in ourselves means that we have to feel and demonstrate and act and live that the Taira in the Rabbeinu Shalalam is who we truly are. We should be Zaychad that the Marama Rutenberg, who suffered so much for Kla Yisrael, he suffered so much for Kla Yisrael. Seven years in prison. Seven years his body lay in prison. He suffered for Kla Yisrael. He saw Tyra being lost. He saw the burning of those wagons of Tyra. He should be a Melitz Yosher. Today, Yud Tas Iyar on his yard site should be a Melitz Yosher for Kla Yisrael to bring the Gula Shlema. Bimheira v'yameinu amein. Yehi Zichrei Baruch.